Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Zeit Trends Can't Jump. Um, mm. That was courtesy of Brian and the Zeitgeist today, because yeah. uh, that movie is being discussed. And that's that's what we call in the business a tease, because people, <laughs> now you're not going to be able to not listen all the way to the end exactly. to find out why is White Men Can't Jump trending. Guess what? It's bad news. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Anyways, uh, I'm Jack. That is Miles Gray. Yeah. And here are some things that are trending. It's endemic times, according to the zeitgeist, according to, you know, just the general general vibes America's given off. And I get the exhaustion based on my policy of believing what people <laughs> tell me about themselves i believe mm-hmm. that we might not be able to withstand more like harsh lockdowns because people seem very tired of this yeah. shit um i'm just saying that every time i look at the every time i hear the endemic shit i go and check the numbers and mm-hmm. we're like right in the middle we're right in the middle <laughs> of like where we've been throughout the history of this like deaths definitely like right in the middle cases we just got over a big, massive peak. Yeah. Uh, and that that's in the U.S. And worldwide, uh, deaths are probably a little bit above the middle uh, since the start of the pandemic. And cases are still coming down from a peak. But they're coming down. So that's the thing. They're coming down. Right. Okay. But and coming it's... down from a just massive, massive high. So. Yeah. I don't but... know, man. It's like, I, I think there's a narrative that i heard right when omicron hit where people were like this is this is the thing that ends it it's a less deadly version it you know will expose everyone to the disease and then we're through because like not everyone's gonna die everyone's gonna get it not everyone's gonna die look not everyone's (laughs) gonna die okay people are still dying a lot and also there's no evidence that there's not another strain coming for our asses so i don't know it's um, just a, it, 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 well, it also, like you said, it feels like this, it's like just a massive campaign to get people to feel like they're, we're out of the woods or somehow that it's okay now. What we're like, how everything's like, yeah, take your masks off, just fucking throw them away. Don't need them. Everything's fine. Don't look at the numbers exactly and analyze them or compare them like you just did. But it yeah. feels like this huge push from like many different sides to kind of like put it in the air that we're done. Uh, yeah with whatever this is the worst way to put it in the air in my opinion is yeah. this way um yeah it just and i don't i don't necessarily think it's a top-down thing where it's like corporations are saying that like i think everybody wants to believe it and america more than other countries tends to be a place where we will manifest our own reality mm-hmm. through just sheer tyranny of will and feel like we're kind of seeing that combined with the what's good for business is good for america type thing um so yeah but like you said it's a combination of the people like the energy levels already like we're fucking done please which yeah yeah we we get it we've been life has been altered like irreversibly for years now um but the other side of it, it's like we're getting encouragement from the media and like politicians to be like, yeah, right. Shit's over, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Pretty pretty much. It's like feels like that friend that's like trying to encourage us to do something bad. We're like, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're kind of into it, but right. we don't need encouragement. What we need is also some other way to 
look at this, give people perspective or just support people. So they're not associating, you know, locking down with, oh, my money's gone. I have no recourse. Right, right. Well, that's what got us in trouble in the first place, Miles, because then you got labor movements, you got people. Oh, my gosh. Um, what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. They just mm -hmm. raise prices and then uh, have massive profits. And it's called inflation, Sick, so it's our fault. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so that's just a little check-in on the yeah. COVID front. That's fun. Now, actually fun. So, as you know, I've been a bit of a Wordle fan yeah. these, past, uh, these past weeks. And there have also been, like, Wordle clone games. People were sharing uh, one that had, like, uh, uh, profanities. Oh, uh, oh I, I, really? There I said it. Oh, um, wow. I like that. You know, like a potty Wordle, uh, I think, is one is way of putting called? it. No, I have no idea what it's called. Uh -huh. um, Quirtle, Q U, like quat, no, quatro, quatro, uh, is a game where you get to play four words at once. That almost broke me because it was, uh, it, it came with unlimited practice games. So you just play as much as you wanted. But, I, I'm done. I'm off Quirtle. I'm just like happy to do a game a day. Back mm -hmm. to Wordle. And then they pull me back in mm -hmm. with Pertle. Okay. Um, now it's not spelled like it sounds. It's P-O-E-L-T-L. -E oh. uh, it is the name of the seven foot one Spurs center that John Morant uh, just, <laughs> you know, murdered. Nearly decapitated. Yeah, just dunked over uh, in a game a couple nights ago. And this game... Uh, is a game where you like put in the name of an NBA player. Uh, it has nothing to do with spelling. Don't worry. So my starter was Joel Embiid, not surprisingly. Okay. And then it tells you like a, a bunch of fat, like height, his jersey number, uh, mm -hmm. age, mm -hmm. uh, team, conference, and it tells you like where the overlap is between your person. So it's basically, it's Wordle in the sense that it's starting with a random guess and then like getting clues that get you closer and closer to the answer. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Mm. I, I had not thought to take this outside of the world of spelling. And this is, this is great. Like this makes me think there's, there's a whole future of these sorts of this model of right. games where you do random guess working towards a set mystery answer. Right. Like this, this immediately made me want a movie version of this. Oh man, I, I uh, what's that? <laughs> For a second, when you said Pertle, I thought it was like like Neil Pert from Rush, mm. and I was like, oh, interesting. It's like a Rush based uh, word game, but no. Basketball. Yeah, there is one that's just based on Neil Pertle. Uh, that's spelled <laughs> just like his last <laughs> Neil Pert. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell tell me all the other ones. I sh I guess I'll try. I mean, I like word games. You know, I loved playing words with friends. So I like I like the odd word game. So I feel like I will get into Wordle, but then that feels like a slippery slope. And Wordle is easy because it's like two minutes. Like it, it doesn't take much of your time up it's just no but a i feel like word, then i'm yeah. gonna start obsessing like i gotta fucking like really start nailing these you know no you just google the answer and then you put it in i told you you just cheat oh, okay and then it's easy all right i'll i'll, I'll uh, come back with a report after the weekend mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah wordle purdle and quirtle if you're if you're really if you're stuck on a flight and uh can't get sucked into a movie because you're taking care of two under five-year-olds, uh, Quirtle is a good way to pass okay. some time. I'm not speaking from 
personal experience. No, 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 no. Tom Hanks is trending. Uh, have you ever listened to Dead Eyes? Uh, no. The no. podcast? So what is that? There's a podcast by a comedian who I think knows some of the same people we know and whose name I should okay. have written down here so I could act, so I could not be insulting and just uh, take it out. Of, it's Connor Ratliff. It's Connor Ratliff, super producer Anna Hosnier has informed us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he is a comedian actor and got cast to be on, I think it was Band of Brothers, which was a show that Tom Hanks right. EP'd. And he got cast, was like part of the cast, getting ready, you know, and then was abruptly fired. And he was told the reason was because Tom Hanks uh, thought he had dead eyes. So he has been publishing a podcast. Okay. Yes. I've heard this. Okay. (laughs) This. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he's been publishing a podcast where he kind of interrogates that uh, (laughs) moment from his life and trying to figure out what went wrong, whether he has dead eyes, which is such a, such a (laughs) hard thing to hear about yourself presumably, uh, especially if you're an actor hearing it from, uh, our, our foremost, um, actor. And also somebody who at least takes up, you know, I'd say a a portion of people's, uh, paternal feelings. If you were raised on their on Tom Hanks's movies. Uh, anyways, big news. Tom Hanks will be coming on his show to talk to him, to to hash it out. That's good. Yeah, so check out Dead Eyes and then get ready for him to really nail Tom Hanks' ass to the wall, you know? That's, that's like what exactly what you want in a podcast is there's like an ending. Not to say that it's all about this, but like most podcasts that start off really interesting, you don't get that like juicy conclusion. It reminds me of Mystery Show when they try and find out how tall Jake Gyllenhaal was. Yeah. And then there's actual encounters with Jake Gyllenhaal with this I like when people get to confront the, I don't know, the, the main figure at their at their whole life story. That was such a great podcast episode. And yet my one issue. So if mm-hmm. it, for anybody who don't know, there's Starly Kind, journalist and, you know, uh, This American Life contributor uh, had a show on one of those like kind of boutique networks, Gimlet, I think it was. And they, I think they only did like a handful of episodes, but one of them was she was trying to figure out how tall Jake Gyllenhaal was, went like, and just took you on the journey as she tried to figure that out. Like it was a murder mystery, eventually gets to meet Jake Gyllenhaal and he reveals how tall he is to her. Is it like six foot? Yeah, but it, he's like trying to say some, I think it was like five eleven and a half or something. Right. Weird. I, and I, I just was like, to I don't too, believe but... you, bro. Wow. I don't believe you. And okay. I, yeah. I you want to take I... him to, the, yeah. You're like, stand next to this 7-Eleven door real quick. Right. Let me just see. Yep. Okay. Leave. Yep. It's under the six. <laughs> it's under the six. Yeah. I, I feel like that is one of the hardest things to be like getting a soft drink company to be like, all right, this shit's really bad for you. Like an actor, having an actor be come clean about like being shorter than they appear on, on. I wear lifts. Okay. Every shoe there's lifts. Fucking pathetic. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, uh, shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal in a Michael Bay movie. That looks wild. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
And we're back. There was a Twitter thread uh, earlier today where somebody put out the question, what is one food you ate as a kid and won't eat as an adult? People are coming through with answers like hamburger helper. I think hamburger helper was the thing that was trending because people felt a certain way about that answer. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there were multiple people giving that answer. Mm -hmm. Some people put uh, French bread pizza, Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, okay. Um, Just a lot of foods that are bad for you. And this made me realize that I uh, have not phased anything out of my diet for being bad for me. Yeah, I really eat everything. I ate tuna helper the other day. Yeah. I I like it. I've eaten entire pots of Kraft mac and cheese. Like, oh yeah, that's not who, to the dome. I've uh, never who Kraft mac and cheese shames. I, I think a lot of people. I mean, I think people who like. There's a part of my brain that's like, yeah, no, you should definitely not eat that shit. Like the the one thing that like sure. nutritionists have been telling us from like for the past at least since you know the last fifteen years is that. The food that comes in a box that is made by massive corporations right. that has gone through the lens of food scientists who are <laughs> uh, using like some of the smart smartest like thinking in the modern human race to make their food more addictive. Like you shouldn't eat that shit. Yeah. Um, and it's, guess yeah. what? I still do. Because their um, whole thing is like they're inventing crack, but of like cheese. Where yeah. they're like, how do you take cheese but step on it so many times that you can get like three hundred thousand times more portions <laughs> out of it, and it's addictive. I mean, right. we all win here, and yeah. I think it's good. I still eat that shit. I don't eat it off often, but when I the mood strikes, I yeah. I go with it. No, the I just have I, not fought that battle to weed, weed those things out of my diet. Okay, there yeah. are things like. I just don't buy it anymore. Like I don't eat SpaghettiOs. Yeah. You know, I wish I could and say I, I don't eat SpaghettiOs. <laughs> well, I, I haven't in a while, but I have. As I haven't an adult. in a while. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while, okay. but I definitely had a thought like once while food shop, cause I do a lot of the food shopping and I am weak willed and right. I get, I get won over by that shit. Like the SpaghettiOs, I just remembered like, being at my friend's house in Wheeling, West Virginia, watching right. Dukes of Hazard, and his mom served us SpaghettiOs, and I was like, that shit is going in the cart, and I'm gonna... Yeah. I have good memories of it, too. Like, I would put so much of that green bottle Parmesan cheese, let's not call it Parmesan, but, you know, that mm-hmm. big old green tub of shit. Yeah. And, you know, with Tabasco, and I was like, that was the fucking life. Oh, I might yeah. do that again. But um, the salt, man. Uh, anyway. The only answer I could come up with is skim milk. I think that is forever out of my diet because it was oh, I never drank skim milk. an inferior milk. But that was all my family would, would drink when I was growing up. And that's one where I was just like, the, right. the second I had non-skim milk, I was like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. you got it. We were doing it wrong. Like that I is... think, yeah, which is funny because the thing I will, I will probably no longer do is just drink those little mini containers of half and half. Right. Those just little to, tiny yeah, tubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the dome. Just just for some flavor, you know, yeah. you, get, you get to like Denny's or some shit. You're like, you know what? Let me just pop off. One of my mom <laughs> would yell so at me. That's so gross. Yeah. I Room was... temp half and half. Oh, but it was so fatty. Oh, did oh. you really drink those? Yeah, yo, that was a problem. Did you pour sugar in there or you Fuck just. No, I was just, I'm fucking weird. I don't, yeah. My mom was like, what are you doing? And she would get mad because I did it once. I remember the time I did it 
and it wasn't my family at the table. It was like her friends. And she was like, don't do like, she was acting like <laughs> I was like tying off to do like heroin or some shit in front of them. Uh, but yeah, I learned my lesson and I learned to drink my Barbie milk in peace. So we call the little milks. You call them Barbie milks. That's cute. But my friend's Excellent. sister did. And I was like, yeah, that's catchy actually. Thanks Damn. Justine. This is a, this is a fascinating relationship between you and uh half and Barbie half milk. Yeah. Singles. And you're out here drinking skim milk. See, yeah. I was on the other side of that. Skim milk is blue. It's ba- it's basically like milky water, but it has a lot of sugar in it, which is like the thing. There's that... sugar in it. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Skim milk's not. I mean, yeah. When I, when I've had it, like since then, I'm like, oh, this is just like sweet water. It tastes like. Oh god, it's not good. Okay. I don't know. Th- I don't think they like dump sugar into it. I think it just yeah, naturally, naturally occurring. Yeah. Right. We do have an update on a past story. If you if you were listening back when we talked about McDonald's ice cream machines, yes, frequently broken. There is a company that came through with a little phone sized software insert that you plugged in to the McDonald's ice cream machine, uh, allowed people to operate the machine via their smartphones and um, service it. That was the big thing. Yes. When they would shut down, that was the whole reason when it's like, why is the why are the machines always down? It's like because this one fucking company had this patent on and they were the only people that could fix it. And you you could do is buy this like hack box that would bypass that shit so you can just service your own fucking machine. Right. right. Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. It was a great uh sort of lesson in like the way that capitalism actually works like you you know they said like oh the market economy is gonna like make it so like the best product wins and like this is the best way to distribute things what actually happened is this company got the contract to make all the machines got a line in there and the uh (laughs) contract that was like and we're the only ones who are allowed to service it then sold shitty machines to them so that they then required a bunch of servicing and the company that sold them the machines actually ended up making more money on the servicing than they did on the machines in the first that's place. They get you. That's how they got you. Uh, meanwhile, like people had to like create an app to keep up with like which McDonald's, like the one McDonald's that had a functioning ice cream machine in all of Los Angeles, uh, <laughs> because it was just they were so bad. Right. So this company saw an opportunity, popped in there, solved it. Uh, McDonald's then made it illegal for their franchisees to use this software. So now this company, Kitch, K-Y-T-C-H, is Perfect. suing McDonald's. Yeah, great. For $900 million. Great. Um, I, yeah, hell yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'd yeah. love to see McDonald's have to pay these people a lot of money. And I'm sure McDonald's like, how did we fuck up and hire that company to do the machines? Like, we're all in this. I'm sure on some level, too, they're like, uh, it's better. Because weren't they sending spies and shit in the height of, like, all these, like, lawsuits popping up or, like, McDonald's people were, like, posing as, like, franchise owners and, like, misrepresenting themselves to kitsch people? It's like this whole thing I remember being uh, That sounds like part of it. the sort of shit that a massive corporation would pull, but... Yeah. Hello. My name is <laughs> Daryl Donalds. You're Darryl clearly Donald. Ronald McDonald, man. Like you didn't even take the makeup off. Um, oh, it's <laughs> oh a... you're Ronald McDonald. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grimace, get the fuck out of here, man. Why is um, that guy crying in the bathroom in the Ronald McDonald makeup? I don't know, man. He forget it. Got a lot of tables. Jack Harlow. All right. So this 
Uh, finally, the payoff, folks. Oh, mm-hmm. we're out of time. You oh, have to yeah. come back tomorrow right. to learn episode. why White Man Can't Jump is trending. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's trending because they're doing a remake of the movie. I don't know. Is it going to be a series or a movie? I don't uh, know. No, it's a movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kenya Barris, Doug Hall writing the script. You're yep. a huge Hall head, right? Oh, yeah. They call me one of the kids in the hall. Yeah, I know who Kenya Barris is. I don't know who uh, Doug Hall is, but they're remaking it, uh, a movie that probably didn't need to be remade. We don't need to remake anything, to be honest. Like the fact that the original one is like so watchable or was when I was 12 is a testament. Like it's a, it's kind of a miracle because Wesley Snipes, not a basketball player, the basketball action still works because while not a basketball player is just amazing uh, athletically on film. He just knows how to look awesome on film and Woody Harrelson, uh, you know, both just like carrying the fucking movie up a hill on their backs via their sheer charisma. Anyways, a long rambling way of saying they have cast first time actor Jack Harlow to play the Woody Harrelson character. Jack Harlow, rapper. I don't know if he can play basketball. Woody Harrelson he, could play basketball. I think he I played. Don't, just in, don't. I, I hate the remakes. And then also, Jack, like, is Jack Harlow, does he have the Woody Harrelson charisma? Because Woody Harrelson, he's he's not some fucking slouch. He can bring it. Can, oh, yeah. Can Jack Harlow, or is it more just like, this kid's, this kid's popping all the buzzy charts for the social medias. We got to get him in a movie and quick. I don't know if he's good, then great. But I honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not like I was never asking for a remake of White Men Can't Jump because the original is fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, That is going to do it for us on this Thursday. We're back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. Mm -mm. We will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.